announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Congratulations. You played yourself. Outsider Show. I'm Leo. Make sure you sign it. Make sure you slide into his DMs, ladies. That's Mr. Rated R Mario. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I feel like now I don't have to be as animated because oh. we're not on Facebook Live, but I'm still the heel, the heel, the heel, the villain, the state showing the anti hero, the eyes of the see your boy, Mr. Rated R, and our third man on the broadcast team. He's the man that put the honor back in Ring of Honor before Tony Khan did. Cody Rhodes. He's the analysis of the L O C. He's a straight shooter on Twitter. When it comes to wrestling, he has a radar. The mean streets of L.I. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, fellas? We need Facebook Live because like, hey guys, how are you? <laughs> Leo, that intro was atrocious. <laughs> Actually, no, it, it caught my eye. You know, it, by the way, shout out to Shanae. Because Shanae, I was like, Shanae, I just need you to say this. And she was like, slide into his DMs, ladies. You know? How is Shanae doing? She's good. She's good. She's back here. She was living in Puerto Rico for a yeah, while, I running know. a radio station down yep. there. But again, yep. you know, you get to enjoy life. And uh, mm-hmm. she was one of the very first people that actually thought in our show. She was like, yeah, let's do it. I'll, I'll do your guy's intro. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. Sinead's a great girl. Yeah, she is. Leo, how are you? What about the girl? I'm okay. I'm all right. Uh, making sure I don't get dropped on my head, you know, because that seems to be going around uh, lately. But uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Wow. 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 We got Ryan, I'm, I'm going to completely ignore that. <laughs> Ryan, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, you know. No complaints on my end. Of course. Of course. You're living your best life over there. I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, life is too short. You you, you got it. There you go. You see? You see, Ryan? You see? Prior to us recording, you were talking to us like you were a drug addict. And now (laughs) you're telling us, you know, you got to enjoy life. Yeah, I'm I'm a split in between, uh, you know, being an addict and the fact that, you know, I, I tell myself I just got to enjoy life. It makes me feel better about my life decisions. Right, 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 right. You know? you have to you have to enjoy life you know you don't want to just be it's like even with me right uh because i tell leo this all the time and i was telling you this too before he record monday through friday i am a miserable motherfucker because of my job and it's like i need to you know what am i working for like i get bills and mortgage and other things i gotta pay for i understand that but like what am i working for like i gotta do something so sometimes i gotta tell my job go fuck yourself i'm taking these days off and hopefully that will happen sooner rather than later (laughs) 
I hope so, man. You definitely deserve it. So yeah, you need a wrestling Brian. trip in your future. So, hey, thanks, Brian. I really appreciate. So that. as the um, as the old man in the group, and real quick, and then we'll get into wrestling. But as the old man in the group, uh, my mama used to say, "Nadie te quita lo bailado," right? Which the literal translation is, "Nobody could ever take away from you what you've danced." Just enjoy yeah. it, bro. Just enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> Fuck and it. you said, and, and Leo, you said your mom used to say this to you? Yeah, yeah. My mom used to say it all the time. She was like, go, just go and do what you got to do because nadie te quita lo bailado. Like at the end of the day, when you come home that next day after being out all night drinking and, and enjoying with your friends and everything and you feel like shit that first morning, nobody could take that away that you went dancing the night before. That's a, total that's, sense. A pretty good, that's, a, that's a pretty good analogy, man. Yeah. Pretty good. Listen, pretty, listen, pretty not, listen, not to make this stuff dark, but, you know, we could drop tomorrow, you know? Yeah. You, you got to enjoy you got to enjoy yourself while you can, man. It's just, uh, like I said, like, you you know, you're working for your mortgage and everything and, and bills and stuff. Yeah, obviously, you got to do that. But, man, you got to find some time to spend your money on things that you enjoy right. as well. So uh, I'm know, not going to be one of these peckerheads. I'm not going to be also one of these peckerheads. They go to every single fucking wrestling show. Meanwhile, they have, like, debt. And are just taking out loans and all this yeah. other shit for wrestling. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I got a funny story about uh, when it comes to money and wrestling fans. So yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll get into that. All right, guys. Before we get started, just because we're not on Facebook Live, it's still hashtag Rebel time. I'm missing mine. I have a Marvel Comics thing. <laughs> are you sipping on anything over there, Ryan? <laughs> I am not just uh, well, just some water. Nothing, nothing fun. Make sure. Nothing wrong with H2O. Okay, need some coffee, but let's go. Ryan, you're living your best life. You hit me up. Uh, I want to say about a week before AEW Revolution, and you told me, "Yeah, about next week. I don't think we could do a show <laughs> because." Well, he, you said, "I don't. I don't think I could do the show because." Somehow I was convinced to go to Orlando for Revolution. Now, Ryan, take it away. What happened? <laughs> How were you convinced? Yeah, so, you know, I, well, I mean, last week had, uh, last week's, well, yeah, no. Yeah, last week's show, I was at Revolution, but the following week, I was dying. Um, absolutely. Yeah, that's right, that's right. We didn't do Yeah, yeah, do um, I, I think I caught a stomach bug or whatever. Like, it was, it was bad, bro. Like, I, uh, felt bad for leaving you hanging and, uh. You know, it kind of worked out because Leo wasn't feeling too good yeah, either. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that so, makes me feel a little so, bit better. Yeah. Don't feel that bad. <laughs> no, I know. I just hate missing shows, but you know, obviously, that this was something that was out of my control. Yeah. But um, I was going to announce on that show that I was going to be going to Revolution. Damn it. So right. then, literally, right after I said, "Oh, Mario, I got to miss the show this week," you were like, "Oh, it's all right, man. We'll regroup next week." And I'm like, "About next week." <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna be kicked off the show at this point. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. This I'm be like, oh boy. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what my buddy Ryan, he works for. Um, he, well, he lives in Jersey, but you know, he I usually take all these wrestling trips with him. Uh, he works for Disney, and you know, he works for Disney here in Manhattan. He works uh, in the sales department or whatever. Nice. Uh, makes a lot of good money and stuff. Like, it's a great job for him. And one of the perks of working for Disney is that you get to go into the parks for free. Pretty oh. good deal. Oh. Uh, plus he gets like 20% off discounts on food and merchandise and all this stuff. So he hits me up on about, I want to say it was like, it was the week before, obviously I, I was sick. Um, so like the last week of February, 
And he goes, yo, we should go to revolution. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Hey man, like I would love to like the car looks good, but you know, I don't know. I don't think it's worth it. It's too short notice. There's all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. Sort of looking up flights. You got mania around the corner. Right, right. Yeah. And I, I also have um I also have two weddings this year. So I have uh, my friend's bachelor party I'm in Boston in a few weeks. And then oh, I got nice. my other friend's bachelor party um in April in, in the city. And plus I got like wedding gifts and stuff. So like I got a lot of like things to pay for in the next few months, bro. Like I, you know, I, I can't uh, I was like, nah, like it's just not worth it. Like I would love to, but if it was planned out better, like I'd love to. And then he, you know, again, I just Feel like my friends just can't take no for an answer man like they he starts sending me the flights i'm like all right flights flights kind of reasonable I was like, ah, but all right like where are we gonna stay uh his dad gets good discounts on marriott hotels I'm like, oh, he like god of course yeah i know of course you do yeah of course he calls me he's on the phone with his dad uh well no he like his dad is with him so i'm on the phone with him and you know they're looking at hotels and i'm like oh my god i'm like what are we doing i'm like what am i doing i'm like i i oh yeah yeah and we're like pricing out money and all that stuff. And he's like, bro, like we get into Disney for free. Like this could be a, a nice trip. And I'm just like, I'm like, he's selling it, bro. He's selling it. He's a sales guy. He's a sales yeah, man. right. Exactly. 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 And I'm just like, you know what? And then exactly what I just said to you guys, I'm like, I took a step back and I'm like, you know what? I know that I'm not going to be able to do this much longer. I mean, listen, sooner or later at my time, like to, go on all these trips, like on a whim like this, or like yeah. go to four in one year. It's just, it's a lot. And I know it's not going to last. So I said to myself, you know what, let me just do this now while I still can. Nice. You know, I don't want to live with regret regrets and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's not like I don't have the money. It's just that I just didn't want to spend it necessarily on <laughs> this. Just to, jump in, just, to, just to jump in real quick, how you sound like when it comes to like money, it, it kind of sounds like me, for example, I have money, but I get like OCD sometimes when I look at my bank account and I see like my money going down. And even when it goes down, there's still money in there. Like there's still like a significant amount of yeah. money, but it's just like, fuck, like I start getting OCD like, OK, I'm spending too much. But in reality, I'm like, no, like if I sit back and look, I'm like, no, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm OK. But yeah. like I just hate yeah. seeing my bank account sometimes going small if I'm spending money on whatever it is. It might not even be shit for me. It might be just like on bills or like a credit card or like I had to do something to the car or whatever. And I see I'm like, man, I got to chill out, man. I'm spending too much money. But in reality, I should just be like, no, nah, I'm good. I still got a good amount of chunk of change in the bank account. Like you're, you're not broke, broke. You're just in your head broke. Right, right. Exactly. It's a mental thing. It's a mental thing. And, and when I, oh, let's put it this way. When I tell someone, dude, I'm broke, it's because I don't want to take more money out of my account. Yes, exactly. Of course. Yep. I'm the same way, bro. I'm the same way. I, I have a good amount in there, but I just don't want to necessarily be spending that on, right, yeah. you know, again, I don't want to say pointless things, but things that I can maybe give up and, and pass, you know, I mean, listen, I've and you know, you as well too. I mean, you've, you've taken trips over the years as, as well. You know, I would say that we're pretty lucky to have, experienced and been able right. to travel to as many events as we have as wrestling fans. I mean, dude, if you told like 12 year old me that I would this, I'd be going to my sixth WrestleMania this year. I've went to like four Royal rumbles, like five right. summer slams. Like, dude, there's no way I would have ever believed you. So like, mm -hmm. that's why I'm, I, I have to take a step back and say like, you know what? Like I could pass on this year's Royal rumble. I could pass on this year's SummerSlam. Like 
you know, revolution, you know, same thing too. Like I could pass on revolution. Well, meanwhile, you know, like, well, meanwhile he went to the Royal Rumble. Meanwhile, I'm going. Meanwhile, I went to all them. Yeah, I know. So, you know, I'm kind of contradicting myself. I'm talking about <laughs> talking about the future right now. Um, but anyways, yeah. So moral mm-hmm. of the story is I gave in and went to the revolution. I had a great time. I spent a lot of money. Um, you know, I got into Disney parks for free and stuff, but I had a blast. And uh, I'm back now. Got Mania in a few weeks. Of course. Bachelor party in a few weeks. And, uh, you know, I hope after Mania to just chill a little bit. And uh, we'll see how that goes. But I got to put my foot down. I got to stop letting my friends walk all over me and think I'm an easy, you know, I'm like a pushover when it comes to, uh, you know, giving in so easily. So, oh, man. Okay. So you had a great time. Last minute you went to Revolution. But you you also with your, with your brother Nick, too, right? Yeah, yeah. He, of course. Yeah, he tagged along as well. So it was just the three of us. Um, and cool. we actually, and we didn't buy tickets until we were there, too. Uh, that was another thing. Uh, just because we were just like, you know what, the, the prices are pretty high right now. And, you know, I, I've had some luck um, buying tickets day of for reasonable prices. Um, right. You know, there's always tickets available. So, like, everybody gets all like. Seats. You got some good seats, too. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, for a pretty pretty good price, too. So, um, yeah, like, I don't love doing that, you know, because right. I love to, like, secure my ticket and know I'm going. Right, right, right. Um, but. In the end, it worked out, and I'm glad we did it that way just because it saved us a little bit of money by waiting. So, uh, you know, did, didn't do Rampage, didn't do uh, Fan Fest or anything like that. I just, right. we just literally just did the pay-per-view, so. That's cool, man. That's cool, man. I'm glad that you went. It was a, it was a, we're going to go into the card right now, but I thought AEW Revolution, in my opinion, I already added that to my list of pay-per-views of this year, and, and I thought it was a phenomenal pay-per-view overall. Yeah, me too, man. I thought it was, um, you know, these pay-per-views are just like on another level, man, when it comes to AEW. It seems like every single time they have one, you say, wow, this is like one of the best pay-per-views I've ever seen. And then the next one comes and then you say the same exact thing. Um, Man, from top to bottom, I don't think there was one bad match on this show. I mean, really, I thought everything delivered. I thought everybody worked hard. I thought... I thought, you know, of course, everybody was talking about how All Out back in September was like one of the best pay-per-views everybody's seen in years. Um, and- no, no, what happened? Where Ryan, uh, Ryan, I don't know what happened to Ryan. Well, we lost Ryan. We're still recording. We'll, oh, we'll figure out we're still recording. what happened. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take it away from now until we get Ryan back. That I is. don't know what happened here. But just to kind of jump on to what Ryan was saying. One thing I do love about the, the AEW, uh, AEW pay-per-views mm-hmm. um, I guess from a a view standpoint, like the way it's shot, yeah, it feels totally different compared to when you're watching like a WWE pay per view. I don't necessarily know; it, it might be just how it's shot, but like I was watching the pay per view and I kind of just took a look, uh, like a like just took a look at like what I was watching, especially during the entrances, and I'm like, this just feels different compared to some of the stuff that I watched from WWE. And that's not knocking WWE. And I'm not saying that how WWE produces things and the, and the, the camera angles are bad. Yeah. That's not, not, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is just, it's totally different. Like I was looking at CM Punk's entrance, right? He, he came out to his old ring of honor theme um, from AFI. He came out to his old ring of honor attire, the jacket, very old school ring of honor. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking at the ad entrance alone when he was walking down the aisle 
And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, man, this is just shot totally different. It's, but it has to do. It has to do with the feel of it. Uh, you know, one of the things that we were talking last time uh, was about you know how Ring of Honor needs to stay the same um, because you don't want it to seem like a WWE light. You don't want AEW right. to seem like that. So you're right. The way it's being shot is awesome because it's totally different. Ryan is back. Oh, we got Ryan back. Ryan, you good, bro? <laughs> I'm good, man. I, Zoom must have crapped out. I don't. Under, I don't know. Some pop up popped up, and I. I I clicked cancel and uh, just closed out of the whole program. So my so, bad. So Ryan, I was telling Leo and I know you was there live and we were talking about like just the experience overall and how like every AEW paper, you just feel so special and et cetera. But by, by any chance, did you get to watch any of it like on TV when you came back or no? No, not yet. I, I meant to go watch uh, a few matches back, but I just haven't had the time yet, so I haven't even looked. I was bringing up the I was bringing up the point how and and I used the CM Punk entrance as, as an example how just visually watching it on TV, just the way the feel and the look just feels totally different visually compared to some of the stuff that we watch from WWE. And I'm not saying that's not a knock on WWE and saying like, Oh, you know, the way they produce things is garbage. It just is how AEW shoots things. Like even during like punk's entrance, it just feels different. Like it feels more like, I guess the best way to put it is like when I watch AEW pay-per-views, it feels like I'm watching like a sporting event, kind of like maybe like a, 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 like a big time boxing show. Right. Mm -hmm. Compared to like when I watch WWE, I don't get that 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 like that feel of it. Like it feels like a kind of like a big fight feel. Like that's how it looks visually when it comes to AEW pay per views. So it's more of a sporting event and less sports yeah, entertainment. That, that's kind of like the feel I get when every time I watch like yeah. an AEW pay per view. Yeah, I mean it also helps too that they only have four years, so every single one feels really important, really big, and really special too. So I definitely know what you mean. I mean they just. Like I said, man, they hit different as as the kids say nowadays. Um, it's just like I said, they're they're really <laughs> they're they're on another level, man. They really, right. really are. They they just the cards are always stacked, and you know they're going to deliver. Like you, you just you know it's it was impossible for the show not to. And before I got um, disconnected, I was comparing it to All Out, and you know All Out obviously had the debut of Brian Danielson and Adam Cole, and obviously that's what it's really remembered for. But I, and you know, obviously that steel cage match was probably one of the best steel cage matches of all time. Uh, one of the matches of the year and stuff like that. But I think from top to bottom, this show had the better wrestling on yeah. it than yep. all out. I mean, all out was great as well, but I just thought from top to bottom, this pay-per-view, like I said, obviously you didn't have the debuts, but if you, if you put Brian Daniels and, and Adam Cole debuting on this show, instead of right. that one, people would be talking about this one more than they would about all out, you know? So, um, yeah, it was just, like I said, it was awesome. I, I really enjoyed it. And just, you know, a lot of people complaining about the length of the pay-per-views, too, for AEW. But again, they only have four a year, so they stack them with so many matches. And, you know, yeah, they go long. It's from 8 p.m. to midnight, really. So, right. you know, again, you get your money's worth. And, you know, it's, I mean, what more can you really ask for nowadays? This, this is the type of wrestling promotion and show that I've been wanting for years ever since wwe has started to go downhill you know this is all i've ever wanted out of my wrestling show and aew is giving me everything i want yeah i have no complaints about the length of the show you know you had three pre-show matches <clears throat> i'm not going to cover the first two or whatever but you know house of black versus 
uh, Pac, Penta, and Eric Redbeard. I thought for a pre-show match, this match blew me away. And I was like, this is on the pre-show? I thought this uh, six-man tag was incredible, bro. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. But yeah, like that's a, that's the thing too. Even the pre-show was was pretty solid. Um, mm-hmm. I did miss the women's match because I was waiting on the merchandise line. Um, but yeah, I didn't really. Ryan's care a big good. merch guy. Big. Oh yeah, merch. yeah. Unfortunately, everything got sold out uh, that I wanted. <laughs> but uh, I ended up getting a shirt. But yeah, I missed that women's match. I didn't really care about it. Um, and then you know, got to my seat right in time for Hook and QT. And then yeah, that six man was awesome. I don't think Eric Rowan, Eric Redbeard, has ever looked better in the ring. Yeah, I agree. One thousand percent. He was awesome. And, and and Buddy Matthews fits in perfectly. Awesome. Um, I just think that the trio of, of Brody, uh, Malachi, and Buddy is just freaking awesome, man. Yeah, they 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 work great together. And I'm happy to see my boy uh Buddy Matthews getting some shine, man. And he's looking great, bro. He looks great. He he's always looked great, but now he's positioned and better. Way better compared to some of the stuff that he was doing in WWE. It's better storytelling too. It's not mm-hmm. campy. It's not over the top. You know, it, it's just the 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 right amount of campiness to still make it feel real. I agree. Uh, so the show, the the main card started with uh, Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho. They opened up the show. I thought this match was really really good, man. Eddie Kingston looked great. Chris Jericho looks phenomenal. Um, it, it's crazy to think that you know he's. I think he's like 50 years old and he looks in incredible shape and he still, he still could go in the ring, man. I know some people, he has some Jericho haters, but I'm not one of them. I'm, I'm subscribed to Jericho. We're not, uh, we'll, we'll talk about what we ended up seeing on dynamite in a little bit, but, but for now, uh, I thought this match was really good and a strong opener. Yeah, man. I don't think they could have uh, started the show off any better. I, you know, I will admit going into this, I really, this was one of the matches I didn't really care for too much. Um, I'm not a Jericho hater at all. <clears throat> I just feel like I'm kind of with everybody else who's in AEW right now. Right. I just don't care to see Chris Jericho that much anymore. I feel like he's done it all really in, in you know, two and a half to three years in AEW now, however long he's been here. Um, he's really done it all. But man, this match was freaking kick ass. Like it, yep. it was just awesome. Um, I'm glad Eddie Kingston went over because it's long overdue. True. Um, I just I really enjoyed it more more than I thought going into it. This match, I, I you know we we haven't talked about them in a while, but this match uh made me feel like hey, this was kind of like a New Japan style match. Yeah, I I believe that's what they were going for because that's definitely what it what it felt like for sure. Uh, the 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 final match was a, a a triple threat match for the tag team championships. You had Jurassic Express, Red Dragon, and the Young Bucks. So after this match, at this point, this was my favorite match of the card until mm-hmm. you know until what we got later on in the night. I thought this tag match was incredible, bro. I, I love this match so much, and you know I I've, I said it last week. You know, shout out to Brady um, from the Heel Marks. You know he he was our uh, rotating third. Since Ryan was an AEW Revolution, but, but um, we we talked about Jurassic Express uh, tag uh, tag team title uh, run, and I've felt that it's been a bit underwhelming. But I think they got the must needed big win here. You know? Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. They looked awesome. Jungle Boy continues to shine every single freaking time yeah. he's in there. Yeah, and it it obviously helps that he's working with um, the Young Bucks, who you know obviously he's gotten very comfortable wrestling. You know, they've wrestled numerous times um, before this and, you know, young bucks and red dragon obviously have insane chemistry. I mean, that's, that's never went away. Right. Um, 
I knew right off the bat when they announced this triple threat and it was going to be Red Dragon and the Young Bucks involved, I knew this match would deliver and be one of the best matches of the night, if not the best match of the night. Uh, just so freaking good. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what more can you say, man? Like, it was just, yeah. like I said, it was, it was incredible. Incredible match. All right, then we had the Face of the Revolution ladder match. You had Warlow capturing the the big Sonic the Hedgehog the ring <laughs> from the ladder, defeating Christian Cage, Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse, Hobbs, and Ricky Starks. So last week when we were doing uh, some quick predictions, I said it either had to be Warlow, Keith Lee, or Orange Cassidy. Those are like the three. Um, even though you could probably make the argument for every single guy except Christian Cage, you know, at the time. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm happy Warlow won. I thought the match was good. I don't think it was anything special of a ladder match that we haven't seen in other ladder matches. But I personally did like the ladder match. Yeah, definitely not the best ladder match I've ever seen. Um, some some pretty cool spots. Um, I wouldn't really say it was sloppy, but, you know, yeah, it just didn't. I don't think it hit. Uh, like you expected it to. Right. Um, AEW, I will admit, AEW has not really had much success with ladder matches, I feel like. I feel like every single ladder match that they do... Except Cody and Sammy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, duh, yeah. Uh, I was thinking more so, like, the more of, like, the multi-man uh, yeah. ladder matches that they do, like, the at the Revolution stuff. It yeah. just really hasn't um, done much. Yeah, see, like, that's the thing, because, like, then Young Bucks and Lucha Bros at all at the first all-out really delivered, so, too. So, so when, when it comes to a traditional ladder match, for the most part, they hit home runs. When yeah. it comes to, like, the multi-man match or what's the other one they do, like the Casino Battle Royal ladder match, those are the right. ones that get a little bit wonky. Right, right. That's Yeah, so that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, you know, and I don't know why, but I just feel like, you know, it, they're just kind of like whatever. It wasn't bad by any means no, it but wasn't i just a bad feel match. like nothing you special. know it was yeah it was um it, it could have been better i feel like maybe i don't know my expectations were pretty high i guess mm -hmm. but um i'm glad ward low one man that guy is freaking he's massively over man and yep. um he's getting a tnt title shot i obviously don't think he's winning the, the title since they just changed uh changed the title last week uh, mm -hmm. but mjf and Wardlow are gonna get this feud and i'm really really excited for it Jade Cargill defending her TBS championship against Tay Conti. This was a safe bet. There was no way Jade was dropping this title. And this match was what it was. It was a short match. I think it was a little over six minutes. Um, you know, I know people have their opinions about Jade, but, you know, I, I like Jade. I think little by little she's improving a little bit more and more. And, you know, Tay Conti looks like she'll be in a few now with uh, Paige Van Zant. you know, based on what we saw on Wednesday night. Uh, but this match was what it was. It was not, you know, nothing special, but I don't think it was like terrible either. It was a nice little in-between match until what we got afterwards. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, and I'm I'm warming up to Jade. I was one of those um real big critics of Jade just because I just feel like she shouldn't have won the belt. I feel like she wasn't ready. I feel like she was very green, but little by little, like you said, you could see she's improving. Um, Tony Khan said and on the post-show um press conference that she's been working with. Um, Sanjay Dutt and uh, Brian Danielson, which yep. is great. And it's awesome that they're helping her. And you can see some improvements slowly but surely. So she has potential to be a massive star. I really think she presents herself as a star right now. But I feel like in the ring, uh, little by little, she will just uh, evolve into an even bigger star moving forward. And I, I think Ty Conti's great, too. I, I thought, like I said, I don't think it was bad. It was what it was. It, it was just like kind of whatever. Uh, maybe shouldn't have been on the pay-per-view, but I guess they wanted to get Jade on the show. So, uh yeah, was what it was. Like you said, six-minute match, Jade retains. And uh, I don't know. I don't know who's beating Jade for this belt anytime soon. 
I have a theory about that, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Uh, okay, so this was my match of the night, and it was actually the longest match on this pay-per-view. 26 minutes and 45 seconds, and that's CM Punk, MJF, Doc Collar match. Good I match. thought this match was incredible uh, from the entrances to what they presented us in the match. There are so many Easter eggs besides the CM Punk entrance. I just love this match so much. And, you know, I don't know how you could watch this match and still, like, not like CM Punk or just have something negative to say about CM Punk. Like, a year ago, right, around this time, WWE backstage was, like, pretty much canceled. CM Punk wasn't in the wrestling business. Like, yeah, he did the backstage show, but he wasn't there every single week. He was completely checked out, right? Like, no, if somebody would have told you, and I did this in a post earlier this week, someone would have told you, like, hey, listen, in a couple months, CM Punk's going to return. He's going to be an active wrestler. And not only that, but at some point, he's going to show up in his old Ring of, Ring of Honor attire, coming out to his old school Ring of Honor, like, theme song. You looked at that person crazy. Yeah. And it just, man, you could see how passionate he is. Like, he got his passion back. You see it, like, in the ring. And he doesn't have to do this. He's a made guy. He's a, he's not one of these guys that spent his money on like Lamborghinis and lives in a mansion. No, he's like just a regular dude, right? I'm sure he's taking care of his money. And he's wrestling again. He's bleeding, like losing so much fucking blood. A lot of blood. blood. Man, and he's having these, he had this great performance with MJF. I thought this match was so dope, and I'll I'll get your thoughts on this match, Ryan. But I just wanted to throw one more thing. So, uh, CM Punk has done dog collar matches in his past, and I was actually there for one of them back in Ring of Honor. I saw CM Punk and Raven at a dog collar match in Elizabeth, New Jersey. This was back in two thousand three, if I'm not mistaken. Back in my day, and. Uh, Dude, um, just that entrance of CM Punk coming out and and MJF just watching him in the corner, that was paying homage to Raven, if you notice. Because yeah. he was sitting like Raven, just disgruntled MJF watching this entrance. That was homage to Raven. Back go- you know, that was like callback to their dog collar match. I, I I love this match so much. This has been this was my, the match of the night for me, and I already added this match to my list of matches to talk about at the end of this year. I thought this match was incredible. I'm happy CM Punk won, and we'll see what happens here, bro. Uh, Ryan, take it away. What you thought about this match, the entrance, everything? Yeah, man, it was a work of art. It was beautiful. Everything was just perfect. I um, I just thought it was so cool to see him come out in his old school Ring of Honor attire to the theme song. Just it was a different just a different feel, man. Like it it was, it was just so cool and creative and whoever thought of it, I don't know if it was punk himself or if it was Tony Khan, um, you know, on the same weekend that Tony Khan purchases ring of honor, they do this throwback, uh, to CM Punk's ring of honor days. And like you said, the every, everything from MJF and like, you know, uh, on Dynamite too, during that segment, he did a callback to one of CM Punk's promos from back in the day too, that not a lot of people probably picked up on at the time. Um, but everything was just—I love how they kind of just paid homage to that from back in the day. Um, it was just—it was awesome, and you could tell that 
MJF was probably loving this too. I mean, obviously he's an mm-hmm. old school wrestling fan. He's he's a student of the game. He was probably just loving every single moment of this. I, I got to imagine he was marking out inside when, when he was watching that CM Punk entrance when he was in the ring. He was taking um, it in. He was enjoying it. Yeah, and, and rightfully so, man. Rightfully so. Uh, this has been AEW's best feud to date, in my opinion. This has definitely been the best story that they've ever told. Um, the match delivered, obviously, insane. Just the blood, the violence, the usage of the chain. Um, when MJF was whipping CM Punk with that chain, man, oh, and you saw no. those welts afterwards. Uh, they got the tax out. I mean, both guys bloodied messes. Like, everything was just perfect, man. And like you said, it went like 25 minutes, the longest match on on the show. I'm glad it was given the proper amount of time because this was just a great ending uh, to this feud. And, and, yeah, let's talk about the ending for a second, man. Wardlow yeah. coming out. I thought yeah. Wardlow just was awesome here. I thought yeah. this was great, a great finish. Um the, the turn on MJF, not being able to find the ring. And then after CM Punk gets a GTS, he, he finds the ring in another pocket, <laughs> leaves it right there for Punk and uh, uses it for the win. I just thought the whole entire thing was just a masterpiece, man. Hats off to all three guys. It was yep. it was incredible. And um, yeah, like you said, who would have ever thought we'd be seeing CM Punk in big time matches like this? Um, you know, I, I just it's a beautiful thing. And like you said, he got his passion back he's loving this he's having the time of his life and you just love to see it man well i called it i called it last week too when we were talking about predictions i said we were gonna see some warlow shenanigans and pretty much warlow cost mjf the match and man when he was standing there and couldn't find the ring and i think punk like i forgot what i think punk hit mjf or something and they were both laying on he hit him with a gts and they're both laying on the floor, and then Warlow's like, oh, it's on the other pocket or whatever. That crowd popped so hard in that spot. Yeah. You just hear it. It was just, just screaming out of the TV, bro. It was it was amazing, bro. It was an amazing spot, and Punk just looking at him with, like, a smirk, and then he just nails MJF with the ring. Yeah, I thought it was so well done. Well, and it goes back to what you were saying last time, Mario. Like it's it's storytelling. It's that's what you need at the end of the day. This has been something that you've been working on, the Wardlow and uh, MJF, ever since the start of uh, of AEW. Ever since the start, you know, you you had a story there. They didn't pull the trigger. They use MJF for this. They use you know Wardlow for that. But at the end of the day, you came back to what got you to the dance, which was that storyline that you started. Way back when, you know, we were talking. I think we talked about this last week, and and I'll bring it up now. When it comes to Warlow, <clears throat> Warlow is like he has like the same momentum, and and him being over like how Goldberg, Goldberg was in the nineties. The only difference is that Warlow can wrestle, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, like and he, talk. And they and they also adopted like the Goldberg chant of Warlow. They're doing yeah. like the Warlow. It works, Warlow. yeah. Like, they're rooting for this guy, just like Goldberg. But uh, yeah, man, Warlow's a made guy, man. Um, I can't wait to see how they tell this story, you know, yeah. between MJF and Warlow. Because while MJF did get, you know, get defeated by Punk, I, you know, part of me still feels like 
MJF should be the guy that defeats uh, Hangman Page, and we'll talk about the main event in a little bit. But I feel like, in my opinion, I still feel like it should be MJF. You know, but we'll we'll see how that um, story uh, you know continues. Um, so then after this incredible match, we got Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. A lot of people had, from what I saw, had like a negative reaction to this match. I, I thought the match was good. I don't think it was their best match. I thought the match was good. Mm-hmm. And I also think there was a too many shenanigans with between with Rebel and Jamie Hayter. But, you know, fast forward later on in the night when you saw Tony Schiavone um, mention what was coming up in Dynamite, how there was going to be like a number one contendership match with Thunder Rosa and uh, mm-hmm. Leila Hirsch. And then they were like, oh, the winner's going to face um, Britt Baker at um, – at St. Patrick's Day a Slam in um, San Antonio, I was like, that's why. Thunder Rose is going to win the title there in her hometown. Mm-hmm. I thought the match was what it was. Obviously, this story is going to continue to this week coming up in the Steel Cage match. But what you thought of this match? Um, I didn't think it was bad. I think they were put in a tough spot following CM Punk and MJF. Uh, any match that was put in that spot was going to suffer. But mm-hmm. I think they did a good job. Um you know, it started off a little slow. I think towards the end, uh, the crowd started to really get hot for it. Me too. I started get, getting really into it. Um, there was not a moment in this match, though, that I thought Thunder Rosa was winning this title. I just feel like they didn't they didn't hype this up enough. Like, they didn't build this match up enough, I feel like. I agree. To make me feel like Thunder Rosa was winning. So I just, I knew right away. Like, I, I was like, Brit's, Brit's retaining this. Like, I, I just, I have a feeling. And turned out to be right. And then, of course, like you said, when Shivani announces what's coming up on Dynamite, it all started to make sense, too. And everybody who was criticizing AEW for not putting the belt on Thunder Rosa immediately shut their mouth because, obviously, Tony Khan has a plan. It's going to be a, an incredible moment when they crown Thunder Rosa this week um, in her hometown. the steel cage. And it's a steel cage, yeah. So it just puts another layer to this rivalry that these two have. And um, like I said, I didn't think the match was bad by any means, but... Uh, was put in a tough spot to deliver, and um, I think they did a good job, though. I, I thought, like you said, a lot of shenanigans, but that's to be expected. But I thought overall, you know, like I said, it, there was really no bad match on this show. Of course, there was other matches that were better than the others, but I, I, I don't think I don't think you could sit there and say, "Oh, this was a bad match." Can we take a moment and acknowledge how beautiful this AEW Women's Championship yes. design is? Oh, oh yeah, oh, yes. thanks, fucking god. Listen, it's a woman's title, but I'm kind of jealous that it's not a men's title. That's how amazing this title looks. It's oh my god, bro! It's it's a beautiful fucking championship, bro. Dude, out of nowhere, they just debut this title. Like, uh, you know, I didn't go back and watch the show. So, like, did they say anything about it? Like, why there's no, a new no, title or quite, anything? Quite, it was quite the surprise. I mean, yeah, like when um. When she brought it out, obviously, you know, you're in the live crowd. You don't really notice that. And then when um, the ref puts, you know, holds it up and we see it on the big screen, I think my brother pointed out, he's like, oh, that's a new title. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, it is. That looks beautiful. Like, I love how it's got the, uh, it's like, it's got the logo of the North American title in the, yeah. uh, in the, in the middle of it and everything. I just, yeah, it's beautiful, man. Beautiful championship, man. Uh, beautiful championship. All right. John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. You know, if it wasn't for Punk and if it wasn't for Punk and MJF, th- you can make the argument this could have been match of the night too because they beat the snot at each other. Yo, it was. You want to talk about New Japan style? This is like a, a fusion of New Japan and like GCW. They both <laughs> like beat the snot out of each other. My favorite part of this match was when they were both like um, 
Brian was trying to go for like uh, holding uh, Moxley's arms and was gonna just like stomp his fucking head in, and then Moxley reversed it, and now they're both like sitting cr- across from each other, and they're both kicking the shit out of each other like back and yep. forth. Oh, I love that sequence so fucking much. Moxley ended up picking the win, and like uh, it, it looked, it looked weird on TV. I had to like rewatch it a couple times to like, how the fuck did he pin him? It was kind of like a weird like rolled up, and then. The story that, that that we got out of this is is not even like coming out of this match is not necessarily like like people completely forgot about the weird roll up because what we ended up seeing was a brawl and then William Regal comes out. Yeah, like that was the payoff. That right. was the payoff. <laughs> yeah, so I love this match. I thought this match was awesome. Um, again, another awesome. I feel like what I say this about every single match on the show, but that's what I said when in the opening. Like, there's just no bad match in every match delivered. This was awesome. This was everything I thought it was going to be. Uh, like you said, a hard-hitting New Japan-styled match, which was awesome. Um, and then, you know, the finish was a little wonky. And, you know, you're kind of just like, wait, AEW mm-hmm. doesn't do these type of finishes like this. Right. So, like, was this meant to happen? Was this a botch? Or, like, like, and then they're going to brawl afterwards. I understand the story is going to continue. But, like, usually, like, they're just not going to move on and do this on a pay-per-view. Right. And then it makes sense when William yep. Regal comes out. You're just like, okay, now that's why this <laughs> happened. And that's why they're brawling. And, um Oh my God, dude. I just, I didn't see William Regal at first. And my brother was like, Oh my God, Regal, Regal. He starts marking out. And all of a sudden I'm like, Holy shit, Regal. Uh, dude, just to see him there was, uh, was surreal. I mean, unbelievable to see William Regal in an AEW ring. I mean, my goodness, AEW went head to head with NXT that had William Regal in charge of the promotion that had, you know, obviously all these guys, Adam Cole, Andrade, uh, well, not, you know, he'd be in NXT, but. Ish. Yeah, Red Dragon, Alex, you know, all these NXT guys from back in the day that William Regal, you know, got to know. Now mm-hmm. he's now he's with them again. He's reunited in AEW with with all his NXT children. It's just uh man, it's crazy. And <laughs> when he slapped Mox across the face and, and then Brian's laughing and he turns around, he just slaps my uh Brian too. Oh man, what what a freaking what a moment. <laughs> It was so good. It was so good. And I'm happy Regal's uh he looks happy. Even um he got a little choked up on dynamite, you know, talking to Tony. I'm saying how Tony helped him, you know, um many, many years ago, uh when he first came to this country, how Tony was Tony Schiavone was like one of the first guys that helped him out and you know, with the struggles and he he you know, he put over Brian incredibly saying like Brian Danielson's like the perfect wrestler. He's like the the perfect like specimen of what a wrestler should be. And then he put over Moxley and I I like this pairing. I'm really curious to see where this story is going to go forward. And then, you know, sidebar real quick. I I don't necessarily, you know, we necessarily don't know after super card of honor, what the ring of honor plans are, but if you're going to make like this second tier brand and ring of honor under the AEW banner, there's no better person to run this than William Regal. Yeah, dude, I know, man. I, I, <laughs> it's literally unbelievable how, and even Tony Khan said this afterwards. He's like, I can't believe William Regal got released and was available. And I, I just, I mean, yeah, it, it's literally, like I said, it's a match made in heaven. It really, really is. And he's going to be so valuable to this company on screen and off screen, too. Not that Tony Khan really needs help with scouting talent because I think he's done a fine job. But William Regal is such a valuable asset to 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 this business, and um, I just feel like having him on board now. Like I said, 
AEW's king, man. They really are. They're the king of the professional wrestling world. It's just uh, this is further proof of that. So you mentioned before, uh, Ryan, how like you know sometimes you have like no expectations for matches and then they just over deliver all your expectations. And mm-hmm. that's how I feel about this next match. Not that I, I thought this match was going to be a crapshoot, whatever, but I, I just had no investment because we saw this incredible triple threat match on Rampage between Andrade, Darby Allen, and Sammy G for the TNT Championship. And then we have like this mishmash three on three, like trios match, you know, uh, lucha rules between uh, between Darby, Sammy, and Sting versus Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy. So, like, I had no expectation. I thought I figured like the match was going to be entertaining, but like, I just had no expectations going into it. Mm-hmm. And then the match happens. I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. Bro, Sting. Sting. What they, the hell, Sting? Not only did they beat the shit out of each other, but they were taking, like, daredevil, like, evil Knievel-type spots. Fucking Sammy G hitting a Spanish fly off the, like, top of the stage from the entrance. And then Sting, bro. His old ass. Like, Sting fucking taking bumps that he shouldn't have had. Like, I think he's like 62 years old. And then you also have like the AEW haters like, oh, he's just chasing to be taking bumps like that. He's chasing the dragon. Oh, but when Undertaker was still wrestling, you guys were complaining about him. Like, listen, we're not going to compare Sting and Undertaker because Sting hasn't looked bad. They're using Sting properly. Taker should have retired way back when, when he got his streak should have ended. He should have never wrestled again yeah. after that. He kind of... Not that I don't I don't think he ruins his legacy, but he wrestled a lot of matches that he shouldn't been wrestling. He okay? tarnished it a little bit. Yes. Sting, on the other hand, Sting's not doing that. Sting still looks great. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like you said it you said it perfectly. Like I, I going into this, I thought this was gonna be just a cool down match before the main event, you know, right after we get William Regal and you know, I'm trying to just like fo- trying to just get over that. And I'm trying to get ready for this main event between Adam Cole and, and Hangman. And all of a sudden you get this tornado match that like, like you said, they beat the shit out of each other. Like it went all over the arena, which was awesome. Um, yeah. You have Sammy Guevara just being an absolute maniac like, off the, doing the Spanish fly. Crazy. He changed level that before he does the Spanish fly. He literally seems like he'll do anything like it's crazy he's like darby allen in a way like he's willing to put his body on the line every single time which is unbelievable um and then freaking sting like you said 62 years old i mean my goodness and on tv i don't even know if you could tell but i saw a bunch of like fan um fan videos of that spot and sting jumped a long way man like he he had to it was a decent leap and it just i mean through two tables like that like i said he is just unbelievable, man. It looks like he's invincible. And kudos. Yeah, there it is, the T-shirt. Not everybody can see it. Uh, you know, you're hearing this, the audio version. But, um, yeah, man, he's just unbelievable. And shout-outs to Tony Khan for using him the proper way. And just, I mean, my goodness. Like, they're giving Sting the proper send-off that he deserves, man. They really are. Like, he's, he's writing the final chapter of his wrestling career the way he wants to. And I could not be happier for him. Um, at 62 years old, yeah, this guy still it doesn't feel like and I'm only gonna speak for myself, right? 
it doesn't feel like when I watch Sting, not granted, yeah, he does look older, but when I watch Sting and when he, he gets like busy, right? When he be, you know, when he's like wrestling or, or you see these uh spots, like obviously when we saw Wednesday, when he, you know, when he ran to the ring and they had this brawl, or whatever, it doesn't look like someone when I'm watching Sting, it doesn't look like someone like, man, Sting shouldn't be wrestling. Sting shouldn't be in the ring. Sting shouldn't not be doing this. It doesn't feel that way. It, it feels like he belongs. He of doesn't, course. he doesn't look like somebody's grandpa. No, yeah. it doesn't feel like someone that's like ancient and frail that shouldn't be doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You feel right, like right, and and you, can you imagine that after that at Seth Rollins bump that he took at you know back in like what was that 2015 or whatever when they thought his career was over and then uh, we didn't see him in WWE anymore and all that stuff. Like, did you ever think you'd be able to see Sting do the things he's been doing recently? Like, uh, it's the same thing goes for with what you were talking about with CM Punk. It's like. Could you have imagined Sting doing this still in 2022, man, taking these bumps? And again, like he even did this recently where he jumped on somebody who was on the announce table on Dynamite, too, like like, through the crowd. Like he just does like these crazy things um, (laughs) and just amazes you, man. Like I said, it's truly, truly inspiring to see Sting the way he is right now, still going at at a high level. And also, too, he put out a nice article at the Players' Tribune this past week. That it, is a must read. I really recommend it. was It was really good. And uh, yeah, man, players, I just you they're they're really uh, when it comes to like the wrestlers, like kind of like pouring their heart and soul. Like they, you know, we seen one with Eddie Kingston. We saw one with Brian. Now we seen one with Sting. Like they're really putting a lot of uh, like nice little. I don't even call them articles. I feel like they're like just small like opinion. They, 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 yeah, I don't even know what. Like it's just a piece. Like it's just a yeah. written. Piece of really, really good stuff, man. Definitely check that out. Um, I guess we could blend this in here. You know, we're gonna talk about some other stuff in dynamite that happened, but we'll blend this in here. So uh the the A H F O, whatever you want to call it, they get this loss, right? Sammy G, Darby Allen, Sting go over, and then there was gonna be like kind of like a a, a meeting, a, a a must-see meeting that was gonna happen in Dynamite, all right? They promoted it, whatever. So, you know, you have the Hardy family, the A-H-F-O, weird fucking name. Now I guess it's called the A-F-O, but you have this meeting where, you know, Andrade and Matt are talking to each other saying, like, you know, someone needs to be voted out or whatever. And Matt Hardy saying that, you know, his guys, his children, uh, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn, that's his kids. And they ain't going to go voting against him. So you kind of see, like, the thumbs up, you know, like, who wants Matt Hardy out of the, the group? And, uh, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. And guess what? And you see Private Party turning on Matt Hardy. And they beat the crap out of him. And then the crowd's just waiting for it. You see, like, you, you ever watch, like, TV? Especially, like, you see, like, the crowd always, like, having their, like, face looking at, like, the entrance direction. Yeah, yep. everybody knew. Yeah. So then you see, like, Darby Allen's thing came out, whatever. And normally, Darby gets, like, such a big pop no matter where he, when he comes out. In this case, he his pop was kind of mild. It was very mild, but they still gave him a pop, right? Exactly. Like, ah, right, whatever. We'll take Darby's thing. Darby's thing come out. We get a full brawl, but still, the numbers are against Matt Hardy, Sting, and Darby. So we all expected Jeff Hardy to come out. We get Jeff Hardy. What we didn't expect was this guy came out to his Hardy Boys theme song. The Amazing. Old- the the original Hardy's theme song. He comes out, big pop from the crowd, and and what what's so funny about Jeff Hardy 
you know, making the save is he had to get his shit in before he makes the save. He had to do the Jeff Hardy air hump dance, you know, the thang it, thang it, thang yeah. it. he had to get the, his shit in. Then he finally made the save. Um, Jeff Hardy looks great, man. I, I, I still, it's one of, I think it's a million dollar question. What the fuck actually happened between Jeff Hardy and WWE? And I'm sure we're going to get in a talk is Jericho podcast sooner rather than later. Cause I really didn't want to know what exactly happened there. Cause it's like, we get all these like speculations and the Dershey's reporting this and reporting that, but we haven't heard anything really from the horse's mouth. Right. Only just like little, little sprinkles here and there. So yeah. I fully expect like a talk is Jericho episode soon. Mm -hmm. Yep. And um, yo, Jeff Hardy looks great. The Hardy Boys are back together again. Uh, listen, when it comes to Jeff Hardy, I I know we're gonna get this Hardy Boys reunion run, and we're gonna see them. You know, obviously get like a Young Bucks feud. I hope. I'm really hoping for that. You know, mm -hmm. them against Red Dragon, FTR. There's so many tag teams that we could go through, right? But you know what? A Jeff Hardy singles run. I don't think it's out of the question either, man. Because Jeff Hardy is over. Over like Rover. Yeah. We talked about it when he was in the WWE. Listen, capitalize on Jeff Hardy. Let's put the title back on him. Or let's give him like a main event match. Like we talked about it. Like how dope would it have been against him and Roman Reigns? We didn't get that. They dropped the ball. Or someone dropped the ball there. We don't know what happened there. But now that he's in AEW, yeah, it's cool. Let's get this tag team, you know, run, you know, for a couple of months or whatever. But Yo, let's get these singles matches too with Jeff. Jeff versus Brian. Jeff versus Moxley. Jeff versus Kenny Omega. Um, Adam Cole. Hangman Page. This Jeff is and Darby. On an AEW, bro. Sammy yeah, G. Man. Darby Allen. Yep. Yeah. Uh, listen, Jeff Hardy looks great. Um, he looks rejuvenated, <laughs> as everybody who debuts on AEW seems to look <laughs> after getting out of uh, out of prison in WWE. Uh, what an amazing pop too for Jeff Hardy uh, with, with the theme song and, and everything. Um, shout out to Tony Khan again for securing that theme song. I don't really know what it took, but man, that guy just continues to work miracles. Um, yeah, yeah I I'm got, excited. I got some interesting uh, uh, notes on that I that I saw about the Hardy's theme and some. You know, go ahead, go ahead. I'll tell you in a bit. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm just you know the like you said, we're gonna get a one last Hardy Boys run um as a tag team and my goodness i mean them against lucha bros young bucks red dragon uh jurassic express uh claimed i mean god i mean i hope they face every single tag team before uh you know we hopefully get a jeff hardy singles run because i agree with you i don't think it's out of the question by any means i think one last singles run and i'm not saying he has to win the world title i'm just saying i would love to see him go on a run maybe win the tnt title or maybe compete for the AEW world title, you know, in, in a big main event match on a pay-per-view or something like that. Um, I don't think anybody would complain. Like you said, yeah, he's, he's up there in age and, you know, it, it would just, I'm sure some people would be like, Oh, you know, like he's you no know, Jeff Hardy's too old to be main eventing in a pay-per-view. But like you said, he's still over, man. He's still over like Rover. And I think a lot of people would love that. Um, yeah. Listen, I, I don't know if this is it for the Hardy boys. I don't know if this is their last run as active, um, you know, professional wrestlers, because I fully expect them to go back to WWE at some point, but probably will be for a Hall of Fame induction more so than being in the ring again. Um, so this is just exactly what I was saying before it's thing. It's like AEW is kind of giving these guys one last run, the proper last run that they deserve. Um, and it's just going to be awesome to see. And I'm so, so excited and looking forward to seeing what, what they do together, because 
I have not cared about Matt Hardy in AEW for a long time now. I have not cared about this family office thing. Um, <laughs> I just, I, listen, I like Matt Hardy, but what he was doing just did not interest me at all. And now being with Jeff again, I'm all in on the Hardy boys uh, reuniting in, in 2022. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> they're still reuniting with each other. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how what? it goes. Fucking missed opportunity again from WWE after the amazing pop they got at WrestleMania. What was that? 33? 33, yeah. They got that huge pop, that incredible moment. And once again, they dropped the ball. But (laughs) back to the the Hardy Boys theme. So that theme, ever since its existence, that theme and also, for those that care, the hardcore Holly theme song. Those two songs. They were never, ever, since their existence, were never trademarked by WWF, WWE. Because mm-hmm. that's like one of those, like, kind of like low budget, like, just like random, like, I guess, create a wrestler type music. Like, if you notice, like, that Hardy Boys theme song has been used for, like, commercials and also, like, For those that are like into like maybe like NASCAR or motocross or stuff like that, like they're you they'll use that theme song for like their video packages and they'll and and like I haven't heard it like recently, but they have used it in the past. So like those were those themes were never trademarked. So Tony, smart guy, was like, "Fuck it, I'm taking it. I'm trademarking Mm -hmm. it." Interesting, man. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, listen, it has no it has no lyrics in it, so right. So it does sound like a very generic just type of you know like yeah, instrumental yeah yep, yep yep yeah so uh yeah and that makes a ton of sense but i you know it, and they could have gone the route too because uh you know jeff hardy makes a lot of his own music it's similar to chris jericho so they could have easily used something else um you know maybe that jeff hardy might have wanted or something like that i don't know if he's got any new songs out but you know the initial pop needed to be it needed to be the classic Hardy's theme. If, you know, obviously it couldn't be no more words. I'm pretty sure WWE has a has a, a tight grip on that. But um, yeah. this was the next best thing. Man. I, I was fully expecting Jeff Hardy to come out to his TNA theme. Which one? Uh, modest? modest, modest, or yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was fully expecting him to come out to his TNA theme, but um, it, it was it was listen, it was a, quite a surprise here in the. That was quite a surprise, and that was a nice pop too. Nice pop, and then also, if the Jeff Hardy dance wasn't over enough this week, (laughs) it has hit like a completely other level. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. It was such a nice touch to do that (laughs) right before saving, (laughs) saving his brother. All right, let's get to this main event at Revolution. We had the Battle of the Atoms. Hangman Adam Page defending his AEW World Championship against Adam Cole. So I had to go back and watch this. I had no idea that Adam Cole botched his entrance. Like he was looking yeah, at had I noticed no that right away. It me until I watched it like the second time. Like, wait a minute. He really botched his entrance. Yep. What yeah, I, so I didn't watch it back on TV. So I don't know what, how, yeah. I mean, I guess it wasn't noticeable from what you're saying. I noticed it right away because, you know, the, the camera was in was in a different position. And when I saw him go to the same place that he always goes to, and you, you could see, you see Justin Roberts like looking at him too, but like obviously, like, you know, what, 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 they're not going to like say anything, you know, whatever. And then he does notice. I don't know what, like, I guess because he didn't see like the camera and the clock that's like right ahead that he right. realized, oh shit, like it's on the other side. So that right before, I think right before the boom, right? He turned around that he did it to the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, like I said, you know, I guess it's it confusing, I guess. He, he I, just forgot, you know. Live TV, it happens. But yeah, so he, he botches his entrance. But overall, I thought the match was really, really good. Uh, one thing I have to point out, and I talked about this last week, and I want to I wanna get your thoughts on this, Ryan. So, and we got, and I guess it kind of furthers my point a little bit when it comes to this match, too. So, I was talking about last week about Hangman Page. Like, I'm happy he's world champion. He's, performance-wise, he's been putting on incredible matches. You know, the two great matches with Brian, and then that amazing match with Lance Archer at Atlantic City. But, it feels like Hangman Page is not as an important compared to everything else that's happening on the show even mm-hmm. as champion um i don't know man and he, it's it's just kind of weird and then i feel like and i've been feeling this way ever since the after the brian feud was over like it just feels like he should be the world champion and i don't know man it just does he his run hasn't felt that important and then you watch AEW Revolution, you watch this incredible match between both guys, and coming on coming out on TV, like, you know, it felt like the crowd was a little bit more in favor of Adam Cole, and there was, I'm not going to lie, I heard a couple boos towards Heyman Page. I don't know how you how it felt like being in the live crowd, but on TV, definitely heard a bit of a mixed reaction for Heyman Page. That's what it felt like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, listen, the crowd... Uh, was kind of annoying me <laughs> during this match with Channing about Go at Adams. Him, yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, it was funny the first time, but, uh, you know, after the third time, I'm kind of like, all right, like, let's just enjoy the match and, and root yep. for one specific guy or something. Like, you know, like, folks, it's just taken away from the match. It's distracting. Um, but, yeah, no, Adam Cole is definitely more popular, and it's that really doesn't come as a surprise, man. He's – I feel like no matter – he doesn't matter if he's a heel, like, and if he's facing – you know, one of the biggest baby faces, there's always going to be that hardcore group of fans in the crowd that are Adam Cole fans. I mean, that was, that was me in the crowd. I was in the Adam Cole shirt on. I'm, I'm always going to be pro Adam Cole. It doesn't matter if he's facing, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter if he's facing like CM. I mean, I love CM Punk too, but like he could be facing anybody and I still root for Adam Cole. I mean, that's, that's just my guy. He's been my guy for, for years. And you know, he's just naturally popular he's naturally over you know it's just uh that's just who he is but um yeah it was definitely a mixed reaction i don't know if it was just booing hangman i don't know what it was it, it was it was kind of a weird dynamic mm-hmm. like indifference do you think it felt like like people didn't know whether to boo for him or they just didn't care yeah yeah i think the yeah, i think people were a little confused they didn't really know uh like i said i feel like people liked both guys mm-hmm. it's kind of just kind of came down to like who would you want to see as world champion more? And I think a lot of people view Adam Cole as more of like world championship material. I don't know if you, you guys agree, but I look at Adam Cole and I'm like, wow, that guy looks more like a, and I, you know, people I would say about their, his looks, so yeah, he's short. He's not as muscular. Yeah, I know. I, I hate when people say that, but I just feel like you look at Adam Cole, you look at Hangman. It's like, which one would you look at and say, wow, that's a world champion. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm kind of looking at Adam Cole. It's tough, um, but I mean, you know, Looking at Adam Cole too, and I can, and you know that kind of goes back to, and I, I get what you're saying because also, uh, you know, shout outs to uh, Sam, Sammy Suplex. He was telling me the same thing. He's like, "Yo, this crowd is pissing me off, <laughs> like with the with the stupid chant." And I guess that kind of goes with like the "Let's Go Adam" chant because maybe you're so 
indecisive of who you want to win. That kind of reminds me when um back in Ring of Honor when uh Jay Briscoe was feuding with Jay Lethal, right, for the world title, it was like a let's go Jay chant. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. You don't know you don't know who to root for. But uh yeah, you know, Adam Cole looks more like the guy. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to discredit Hangman Page. You know, I'm not saying that he's a terrible champion. That's not what I'm saying. He's an incredible performer. I like Hangman Page. But his run, it feels not as important. It feels not as important when he was compared to when he was chasing the title, right? Especially because he had, like, such an incredible foil like Kenny Omega. And now he he won it. He won the big one. He had a great feud with Brian. He had a, he had he's putting on great matches. But what's next? So it, it feels it you know it kind of feels weird right now with Heyman. We'll we'll see what happens. It seems like based on what we saw on Wednesday night, it seems like this Adam Cole and Heyman Page feud is going to continue. Is it going to bleed into double or nothing? Is it going to bleed into one of these special dynamites? We don't know. But I still stand for what I've been saying. As much as I love Adam Cole, Adam Cole, Adam Cole's my guy. I just still feel like if anyone's gonna beat Hangman, I think it should be MJF. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I don't, I don't see Adam Cole winning this belt um, at all. So I don't really know how they work around this. But, um, but yeah, like going back to what you said about Hangman, he's incredible. I mean, he really he kills it every time he's out there. He's, I think he's had a good reign so far. I mean, all these title defenses have been every match has been awesome. Um, so he's been a really, really good champion and I think it'll last, you know, while longer. I think, you know, MJF and Wardlow probably going to be tangled, um, with each other at double or nothing. So you gotta, you gotta have another title defense in there for hangman, but I think come all out or, um, full gear, like by the end of the year, MJF is going to be world champion. I I strongly believe that too. I think he's, he's got to be next in line. I just don't see Adam Cole winning this. I mean, because if he, he was going to win this, he's got to win it the next time they face each other, right? He, he can't, you know, take another loss and then get another title match. So I don't know how they're going to work around it. But, um, yeah, it's just like sometimes the chase is better uh, for some of these guys. You know, I felt the same way with with Daniel Bryan back when he, you know, won it in, in WWE too. Yeah. It's just kind of – I know his reign got cut short because of injury. Um, but I don't know. It just didn't feel the same after he captured the belt. So that's kind of what happens sometimes. The money is in the chase, and then once – once that guy finally gets the world title, it's like, all right, well now, like, you know, you kind of just want to see somebody else win it after a while. So that's just kind of what happens. All right. So we talked about Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho, Eddie Kingston beat Chris Jericho. And then, you know, the build to this match was like, you know, if Chris Jericho was saying, if Eddie, you beat me, I will shake your hand and tell you, I respect you. So Chris Jericho did not do that on revolution. So to open up AW dynamite this week, we had Chris Jericho come out. Amazing pop. And he talked about Eddie Kingston. He said that he did not shake his hand and he wants to do it now. He respects Kingston. He said that uh, Eddie Kingston gave him one of his best matches he's been since he's been in AEW. Kingston comes out. They have a back and forth. Kingston tells him, like, what's wrong with Chris Jericho? Is there something that's eating you up? What's going on with you? Blah, blah, blah. Jericho, uh, Kingston spoke the how. Yeah, I guess he he bled it. He bled the lines a little bit. He blurred the lines a little bit with reality and fiction. And he also said that, you know, you are you are right, Chris. I am scared of success. He also mentions that he uh, met some some fans during the fan fest, saying like, you know, after reading his article at the Players Tribute, um, he gave these fans hope and you know told you know kind of motivated these fans to keep going. Kingston got emotional a little bit, and then you know. Jericho and Kingston shake hands, and then out comes 
2.0 and Daniel Garcia. So this leads to a brawl, sort of, there where they're beating down Kingston and Jericho. Out comes Ortiz and Santana with bats. And they fight off 2.0, Daniel Garcia. Proud and powerful hold uh, Daniel Garcia. Jericho goes with the bat, and instead of hitting Daniel Garcia, he hits Santana. We get the turn. Now Hager comes out. He questions Jericho, but it's all, uh, you know, it's all uh, a charade here. It's a shenanigan. It was an inside job, if you will. Hager's with Jericho, 2.0, and Daniel Garcia. And watching this, I was kind of hyped, all right? I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was kind of hyped. I'm like, okay. We're getting a new inner circle. We're getting inner circle 2.0. I'm, a, I'm, it. I'm with, feeling it. With this a better name. With a better name. No, shut up, Leo. <laughs> so we get Chris Jericho, you know, kind of giving the rub to, you know, some some other guys. I'm, I'm for this. I'm happy. You know, 2.0, Daniel Garcia. They powerbombed the shit out of Eddie Kingston through a table with Jake Hager. But instead of a inner circle and... Or uh, Inner Circle 2.0 or New Inner Circle reveal. Instead, we get Jericho getting on the mic saying, now that's entertainment. This is the Jericho Appreciation Society. <sighs> Leo, if you had the no drop or a congratulations, you played yourself. I will tell you the end. Not sure if you do. You played yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. Oh my god! No! And no! No! Estamos en la vez! What a piece of shit fucking name. Was it so hard to just call it Inner Circle 2.0? This the, is terrible. The Outer Circle. <laughs> Listen, Inner Circle 2.0. Um, the new inner circle, but the Jericho Appreciation Society. Jesus Christ, this name is awful. Ryan, <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, it's terrible, man. It's so cringeworthy. Um, it's just, I, I think what they were going for something like, you know, obviously, um, Santana and Ortiz said they didn't like, you know, uh, or Jericho was saying that Santana and Ortiz didn't appreciate his services anymore and all this kind of stuff. And he's kind of found people that do appreciate him. And, you know, I guess it's just playing on the story, but yeah, my, my goodness. I mean, how can anybody take this serious? Um, wonder how long this group is going to last. I do dig it. Um, but it's just, it's, it's the yeah. name. The I name hope, is. Yeah. I, I hope maybe Jericho sees, so it could go two ways here, right? Jericho see how much because it's, it's it's been negative. It, it, I feel like it, it's been more negative than positive, like the name, right? So I, I see two things here. Either Jericho's going to use the negative to his advantage and say, "Now I'm going to force feed this name down your throat so you could get so we can get more heat," or he goes like, "Yeah, this name ain't working." Maybe he goes like, "This is the new inner circle, baby. They appreciate me," you know, like something like that where. He'll still, like, use the term Jericho Appreciation Society, but then just call it the New Inner Circle. I don't know, but I'm just not digging the name. I dig the faction. I think Jericho giving the rub to 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, I, I dig that part of it. And, you know, Hager, still their heater. But I, I just don't like the name. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it, you know, it was weird too that Sammy didn't come out too. Like, you know, like he had Hager come out and stuff, and um, you know, obviously it turned on Tommy. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, I mean, he he's a little busy and preoccupied, but I like wonder like where he comes in in this. With you know, it's kind of just like he. You know, I feel like he should have at least. I know he had, he had the title defense later on in the night, but I just feel like he should have made his presence known there too, because it's kind of like, well, I guess he's just out, right? He's just like done. Um, it's a little weird, but listen, it was he, time to break up. He wants nothing to do with any group, especially with a group called the Appreciation Society. No I way. don't blame him. I don't blame him one bit. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's it was long overdue for the inner circle to break up, but now we got a new inner circle, and you know, like I said, we'll we'll see where it goes. I, if this gives um, Daniel Garcia and 2.0 more TV time, which I believe it will. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it because I enjoy them. Speaking of Sammy G, he defended the TNT Championship against Scorpio Sky, and we got a new champion. Scorpio Sky defeated Sammy G for the TNT Championship. Uh, I'm I'm happy, even though I like Sammy G. I, I would I had no problem Sammy G kind of retaining here, but at the same time, I think Scorpio Sky deserves it, man. Long overdue for him, especially you know going back to see how over he was in 2019 going into 2020. I'm happy for Scorpio. I'm, I'm happy for Scorpio, uh, you know, capturing uh, the TNT championship. You know, he former tag team champion, now a TNT champion. Um, and then, you know, for those that care, Paige Van Zant. now she's all elite. And it looks like we're getting a take on the uh, Paige Van Zant feud. I don't know. Uh, Ryan, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, listen, Scorpio's a great wrestler, um, but I don't know. To me, he doesn't really do much for me, I will admit. Um, I don't hate him, but I just feel like he doesn't uh, – I don't know. He's just kind of bland to me. I mean, hey, it's it's fine. I, I'm, it's fine that he won this belt. Listen, American Top Team with Dan Lambert and all that stuff, they they got a lot of heat on them, and especially with Paige Van Zandt now coming into the fold and stuff, and I'm – Curious to see what happens with her and Ty Conti and, uh, you know, where Sammy comes into this and what happens to Wardlow is just randomly getting this TNT title shot next week too, uh, right after they crown a new champ, which is kind of weird timing. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, I'm interested in it for sure. I just don't, I don't know. Scorpio Sky to me doesn't really do much. And dude, does, did anybody realize that he hasn't been like pinned in like 365 days? Like they, they, they talk about how he's been undefeated for a year. Dude, no, I don't think anybody noticed that. Like not one single soul even knew about that. Not until they announced it. Not right. until he- <laughs> So Man. weird. But um, yeah, listen, shout out to Sammy. I just, I want to say he was a great TNT champ. Uh, he literally gave it his all every single title defense. I really, really enjoyed every single one of them. And uh, you know, I hope he wins the title back in the future or goes for the world title. I just think he's tremendous. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see where they go with Scorpio Sky. I think you know Tony Khan's very high on him, and you know, like I said, I don't hate the guy, but he doesn't do all that much for me. I will admit. Any any chance? I know the money is this MJF and Warlow feud, but any chance Scorpio Sky is just a transitional champion because we want a heel to face Warlow? Nah, I, I don't see it, man. I, I mean, it's always possible, but. Um, I don't see it. I feel like MJF is going to come in and cost Wardlow this match um, yeah. somehow, some way. And then Wardlow is just going to move past this TNT title for now and just focus on taking care of MJF before he gets back into the title picture. Um, so I don't see it. I mean, it's always possible. It's a good theory, but um, I- I'd be pretty surprised if they did that. All right. One last thing on AEW, then we'll move on to some, some other quick stuff. 
Shane Strickland, Swerve. He's now all elite. I'm happy that he's getting paid. Okay. I said last week, too, I've been very, very critical. Well, we both have on the fact that you have all these influx of new talent going to AEW. But now this changes everything because now Tony Khan owes two promotions, AEW and Ring of Honor. Where do you see Shane? He obviously, he had a match on Friday night, uh, Rampage against Tony Nese, a, a little callback to 205 Live. But I'm happy for I'm happy for uh, Strickland because I'm a big fan of his. But at the same time, it's like, what are we doing here? Uh, what, what's your thoughts on Strickland? And I, I guess yeah, you know, with this this loaded roster, bro. Yeah, man, he's he's just another guy. Um... I don't know. I hope they do something with him. I like him. I think he's got a lot of charisma. He's tremendous in the ring. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I can't sit here and tell you that uh, I see him becoming a, a massive star in AEW. I really don't. I just feel like... He becomes I mean, a massive star in Ring of Honor. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, maybe that's... Uh, listen, that's that's why I'm, look, I'm happy that Tony purchased Ring of Honor. And, and if he's going to use it as kind of like a secondary promotion... Like mm-hmm. as a feeder system for AEW, I think guys like Swerve, guys like Tony Nice would fit in perfectly there, um, because like I said, the, lo- the 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 roster is just way too bloated right now. And we saw what happened with Jay Lethal when he came in. He came in, he had a, a great match with Sammy, and now he's just on dark. Uh, same with Tony Nice, he came in had a great match with Sammy, and now he's just on dark. So are we going to see the same thing with with Swerve? I don't know. I just I have a hard time seeing him be becoming anything with how big the roster is and how many stars that they have. Uh, you know. We have new. We have a second, second tier from a second tier promotion with Ring of Honor, right? Tony has Tony has new two promotion. We get William Regal to run it, and we sign my boy Joey Janela to another AEW deal, and we get Joey to face Grisham for the Ring of Honor World Championship, baby. Joey for World Champion. There you go. Book it, baby. I'm all in. I'm all in, man. He deserves more. He deserves more. We talked about this last week, and I want to get your quick thoughts on it because I know you were there live. Now that Tony owns Ring of Honor, is there a chance we get an all-in too? Because now you owe all-in, all and you could do – so last week I talked about, like, now you could technically do an all-in pay-per-view, right, with all these different promotions to make it all-in. But then I was thinking, right, and I'm like, you know what they could do too? They could just do an all weekend, meaning Saturday you have all in and then Sunday you have all out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm waiting for them to do <laughs> to do a weekend or like an AEW pay-per-view weekend where they have the AEW pay-per-view on Sunday and they have a big Ring of Honor show on that Saturday. I'm waiting for that to uh to be a, a reality. So, um, uh, I hate to man bring bad news here but uh leo you just got some uh you just got some breaking news right now oh yeah i fucking hate it too um so reported by lucha libre online which they're that's where hugo savinovich and and uh mr cabrera are there now uh and also pw torch confirms that the hall of fame uh, from the wwe scott hall is connected to a life support machine in the hospital in wellstar Marietta, Georgia. This is after he suffered three heart attacks last night. Ooh, oh my God. Sorry. This is rough. Sorry. Man. Sorry. I, I didn't mean to like I tried to not bring us down, but this just fucking came across and 
And it sucks because we've seen Scott Hall and all the shit that he's dealt with, and we always want him to to be better. But and yeah, this breaking is news, this poor Scott man. Um, every every you know Scott has battled with his issues and and stuff like that. But every time I've met Scott Hall, I met Scott. I think about three times, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe twice, I forget. And uh, every time I met him, he was a great guy. He was just a, a really, really cool dude. And yeah, yeah man, every time I, I've never seen him have bad interactions with fans. Every time I've seen him around fans, he's just chopping it up with them. And like with me, the first time I met him, he was chopping it up with us for like a good couple of minutes. Man, I want to say it was like maybe 15 minutes where he was just talking to us and we're just talking about everything. And, you know, he was like, he was, I just hope he could, you know, kick out of this and, you know, hopefully somehow, you know, just hoping for some type of miracle. But this sucks, man. This is yeah. that stuff. Any any thoughts on Scott Hall, Ryan? Yeah, man, this is uh, I mean, this is crazy. Um, geez. What did you say? Uh, hip surgery? Sorry. Like complications <laughs> from hip surgery? Yeah. Well, no, that yeah. what happened is he had some issues with the surgery. And I think he also fell down the stairs. That was somebody else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yep, yep. That was Ooh, him. Oh my god, man. So that's I, rough, man. Like, I, I yeah, I, I feel bad for him. Um, I never, I've actually never met him, but um, yeah, from everything you're saying, Mario, I could definitely see it. Like, he always seemed like he was in good spirits. From like, you know, all the, uh, you know, I've seen videos and, and pictures of him at like, uh, like the big event and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of like conventions, yeah. meet and greets, and wrestle cons and things like that. He always seemed like he was in good spirits. I never really heard anything bad about him. Uh, this is just really, really sad to to see and hear. Um, just seems like it came out of nowhere, you know? I mean, we really didn't seem like his health was, I mean, of course he's had health issues over the years, but I didn't think it was anything too extreme. And it seems like this just really came out of nowhere. So, uh, wow. R- really sad news. And, you know, sorry, <laughs> like, like you said, it's going to take a miracle for him to get out of this. It seems, but man, I'm praying and hoping for the best. That's rough. All right. Let's try to kind of get back on track here. Um, all right. Uh, Dolph Ziggler. My guy Dolph Ziggler, DZ, the show off. This Tuesday, he becomes NXT champion, and I fully support this a thousand percent. I don't watch NXT. Uh, I know some people still do, I guess, but I had to watch this main event. Um, Ron Baker defending his NXT championship against Ziggler and Tommaso Ciampa. Great triple threat match. I don't know about the rest of the show, but the, the main event was really, really good. And Dolph Ziggler steals this win and becomes NXT champion. Um uh, I'm fully supported, man. Anytime I see my boy DZ hold a, a title, I'm fully on board uh, with it. Uh, I posted, a, I did a post yesterday about Dolph Ziggler, and I said, as much as I'm happy that Dolph Ziggler has the NXT Championship, I think it would have been so much better if a couple years ago he would have actually been giving a world title run. Um, I'm a big fan of Ziggler, but now he has another singles title to his resume, and uh, I'm cool with it, man. I, I think. Um, I think another reason, too, why Dolph Ziggler became NXT champion is whoever he's going to face at the Dallas show, um, stand and deliver, is to try to, like, bump up ticket sales as much as they can. I think that's a reason, you know, because you have a name like Ziggler. But uh, regardless of what the reason is, I'm just happy to see Ziggler being a champion again. So uh, what's your thoughts on Ziggler becoming NXT champ, dude? Yeah, I was quite surprised, to be honest. Um, I did not see this coming, but I have no problems with it. Uh, I, I think it's interesting. I think it adds... Uh, some interest to, you know, this NXT event in Dallas. Like you said, I need to sell tickets for it. I'm not really sure if Dolph Ziggler is going to really sell too many tickets, but you know, if you have, uh, you know, casual fans who are not 
really all in on NXT guys specifically like Braun Breaker and they see Dolph Ziggler's world champion, maybe that'll get them to want to go. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it's cool, man. I, I dig it. I, I've always been a fan of Dolph Ziggler and, um, you know, seeing him down in NXT actually doing something of importance of relevance is kind of cool. And, um, yeah, listen, like I said, it was a surprise and we'll see what happens. I'm sure it's obviously setting up for Braun Breaker to get a huge title win back, maybe in, you know, in front of, uh, a huge crowd. And I say huge in air quotes, uh, <laughs> in Dallas. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Man, how has NXT fallen? Because the last time WWE was in Dallas for WrestleMania, one of the main matches on that takeover was Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura, okay? And now the landscape of NXT has completely changed. <laughs> and it's not the same NXT anymore. I will say this, though, this Tuesday, and I don't watch NXT. I did tune in just for this main event. But I will say this, now that Dolph Ziggler is the champ, I might tune in, like, to the whole episode just to see his segments just to see yeah you know in-ring segment just see what he has to say or maybe he has another match i don't know but uh, i'm gonna be invested just for ziggler just to see what he does yeah me too i that that first time he appeared and and he was um sitting at that contract signing and he gave that promo i i watched specifically for that so um yeah i'll definitely check out his segments for sure but yeah you ain't catching me watching a whole full episode of nxt on tuesday nights (laughs) yeah me either Speaking of NXT, we could blend this in with uh, the, this next topic I want to talk about. It actually, it's, these are two topics that we're going to blend in together. So um, we had this match. It was a uh, New Day versus Sheamus and Rich Holland. Okay, on SmackDown. And then prior to the match, we had a backstage segment where uh, Kayla Braxton, which I love so much, I love me some Kayla Braxton. She was interviewing uh, Sheamus and Rich Holland and saying. Yeah, you know, they had these, I, I forget if they were bats or pipes. I think they were pipes. And he goes like, you know, um, he said, oh, were they sledgehammers? They were something. I think they were sledgehammers. Now that I think about it. So they were saying like, oh, these sledgehammers, they're just, uh, you know, we're just bringing them along, whatever. You know, we have a we have a, a secret weapon, if you will, whatever. And, you know, some people might know him for a different name, but we know him by his nickname. And that's Butch. And now the camera pans. And it's Pete Dunne wearing this goofy hat and just looking miserable as ever. And I'm like, no, I would have been okay if they would have just, just called him Dunn. If they would have just named him Dunn, I, I would have been okay with that. I still would have thought it was stupid. But, <laughs> hey, it's just Dunn. I got it. It's okay. But to name this guy Butch. Mm-hmm. Butch. Mm-hmm. Why? 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 Sounds like a good name. <laughs> we got Butch, we got Gunther, and we got Dewdrop. <sighs> Such good shit, pal. And if this doesn't make things worse, right, then we get this match, and Ridge Holland botches this belly to belly suplex, and he just throws Biggie on his neck, and then we get the scare. We're thinking, like, Biggie broke his neck. Luckily, it was only a fraction. I forget what what uh two uh one and uh, six. What was it? Which one was that? The one verte the C one and C six vertebrae. Yeah, he fractures that, so he won't need surgery. So thank God, but it's still scary. It was very very scary. Biggie, uh, land the way he did. And if you go back and watch it, after he lands on his neck, you see Pete Dunn go in front of him 
looking at him, and I think he mumbled something. You could tell Pete Dunn, like, by looking at him, he knew something was up. He knew something wasn't right automatically because he got really close to, to Big E, and he tried to mumble something to him, and then he went to go do his spot, like, when he interfered in the match. But scary stuff for Big E. Um, so it was just, like, two for the price of one, like, just mm-hmm. back that happened overall with, with Pete Dunn's name change and then Big E, you know, thinking at the time that he broke his neck. But... You know, it, it seems like Big E's going to miss WrestleMania, but overall, I'm happy that it's not as serious as we thought it was. And then you get, like, this, like, overwhelming of support for Big E from everyone, from all these different promotions, just uh, wishing Big E the best of, uh, you know, just best spirits and the best of luck and just wishing everything goes well for uh, Big E. So, um, you know, scary stuff, man. Oh, what's your thoughts, Ryan? Yeah, he's so loved, man. I mean, it's unbelievable how nobody has a bad thing to say about him. He just seems like the most down-to-earth, genuine type of human being, you know, out there. I mean, I think we need more people like Biggie in the world. I've actually never met him, but I can just tell how great of a human being he is. Um, and, yeah, luckily it's not as bad as it could have been. Um, but, yeah, he's going to miss a significant amount of time. And, you know, I mean, when things like this happen, when, when injuries to your neck and your head like that um, occur – you know, you always think the worst. You always think like, wow, like his career could potentially be over. I mean, who knows what, what's going to happen? You know, the doctors can tell him like, listen, like maybe you shouldn't wrestle anymore. Like, listen, we've seen that in the past. So it's always really scary to see these type of things. Uh, just a, a freak thing. And I, I know a lot of people on Twitter were getting on Ridge Holland for maybe holding on too too long or something like that. But listen, I mean, I'm sure the guy feels terrible and shit happens, man. Shit goes south sometimes, you know, it's, it's I don't think he should be to blame. It's just something that happened. Unfortunately. I mean, listen, doing a belly to belly suplex on the floor on a random SmackDown, you know, probably shouldn't have happened in the first place, you know? Um, but like I said, it's just, it's an unfortunate thing. And now of course he's going to miss WrestleMania and who knows how much longer he's going to miss, but um, let's hope for a speedy recovery. I hope you can get back in there as soon as possible. And uh, like I said, man, the main thing is just getting him back in, in the ring. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's the main thing, but luckily he's okay. It's good to see him putting out these videos. And uh, like I said, just really, really hope for the best. You know, watching that spot too. And it was reported that a lot of the, um, a lot of the, the talent did go to see Biggie in the hospital, including Rich yeah, Holland. Very cool. I can imagine how Rich Holland feels. And, and, but when I say like he botched the su- suplex, I'm not saying that he did it intentionally. It should happen. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. This is not ballet, but prior to him hitting that belly of the belly, Biggie did his signature spear to the outside to Ridge mm-hmm. Hopper when he goes through the ropes and and he just spears someone to the outside. And every time yeah. I see that, I'm like, man, like every time I see that, like I kind of get like anxious a little bit because it, it's a it's a it's a crazy spot where you could it easily you're doing that. And it's crazy how Biggie has never got injured doing that spot. Figures, man. And following that spot, he gets hit with a belly to belly and Obviously, he lands on his neck. It's it's so nuts, bro. But sending best wishes to Big E, and I'm just hoping for the best. And I guess we did get the best possible outcome. Mm-hmm. That uh, you know, um, uh, some uh, two fractures on his neck, and, and instead of needing full surgery or whatever. So best wishes to Big E. And I, I did a um, I try to not not make light of the situation because we all want Big E to to you know get better and get a speedy recovery. But there's like three things. Three terrible things happened bad in the world of professional wrestling Friday. All right. We got the terrible name change for Pete Dunn. We got Big E breaking his neck. 
And then we also got Izzy being booked for WrestleCon. Okay, that <laughs> three worst things that happened on Friday night. Yeah, your Instagram story popped the shit out of me when you when you put that poll up about which one was worse. Um, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, Her little ass needs to stay home. Yeah, you know, I was I was having this conversation with Teddy from the Rest Friends, and she also laughed at the at the poll too. <laughs> you know. I get she's a wrestling fan. I get that she got the clout for being the Bailey kid or whatever, but she provides absolutely nothing in this world of wrestling. And yeah. I guess I know she's training or whatever, but every time I just see her and, and people that give her so much clout, I'm like, you giving this child clout for nothing. And, and then, you know, and then, you know, she's a piece of shit. You know, she's a piece of shit kid, but you know who's the bigger scumbags? Her parents. Her yeah. parents are scumbags than her. Yeah. Did well, you uh, did you follow that Lince Dorado story? I want all? Dorado to get his hands on Izzy's father and beat the shit out of him. So well, he's he's booked at WrestleCon with oh, Izzy. Oh, baby, let's make this happen. Oh yeah, we'll see. Let's get this confrontation to happen. I feel like I got to go to WrestleCon to like hang out by Lince's table just to see like you know. You're, I hope you're, everything goes you're down. Behind, you're behind them. Let's go, bro. Let's go. I got your back, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got this. You got this. We're all in your corner. So I add on this, uh, and and listen, I don't care who gets fucking offended. You okay, know, let's go. Let's go. Fuck them all. I'm very, I'm brutally honest. I don't give a shit about that kid or her stupid parents. But I will say this: if you're a grown adult and you don't have any kids. And you're going to pay to meet this little shit. And I see that. And you follow our page. And I follow you. <laughs> I am verbally assaulting you yes. on this show. You I can will do it. Want, I don't care if you unfollow me. I don't care if you stop supporting this show. I don't give a shit. You are verbally going to get murdered on this show. And I will call you out by name. Verbally. I will as well. So there you go. Double trouble. Ooh, and Leo too. will too. Me too. Me too. Oh, I love so, All three you, of us. You have no idea. I love this shit. Let's go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> you verbally get hands and feet on this show. <laughs> all right. Uh, but, let's see. Oh, we talked about so, so real quick. So real quick, right? So so what happens with all this? You know that, that whoop whoop guy? Right? The the guy that, that throws himself. Super. The what? Superhuman. The, 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 you know. Oh, Ryan. yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Superhuman that does dumb shit. Superhuman. Yep. Yeah. Okay. They do not represent us wrestling fans. The only <laughs> thing that sucks about all that is that people think people see Izzy, Lizzie, Fizzy, whatever the hell her name is, and they see this whoop whoop guy, right? And they're like, all wrestling fans are like that. No, motherfucker. They do not represent us. But what sucks about it is that they get pushed and they get pushed to the top of the line where at the end of the day, we were the ones that were reading that shit where the reason why some of the wrestlers were getting booed at NXT and that shitty crowd that they still have was because they weren't on good terms with this fucking bitch's parents. Again, like, like that's so stupid. <laughs> That's so fucking high school. That's like, oh, my son should play. No, motherfucker. If your son is not good, he's not going to play. I digress. The, the, I think I think what my biggest issue with Izzy and her stupid parents are the entitlement there. Like, they're Thank you. So much entitlement. I'm like, you're just a regular fan like everyone else. Like, why are you guys so special? Just because 
your kid was the Bailey fucking kid, get out of here. Like, whatever she does, whatever Izzy wants to do with her, like, if she wants to become a wrestler, whatever, that's good for her, etc. But, like, you guys are putting so much stock and clout on her now, and she has done nothing. Fucking, you know what's my big peppy? When you have these dirt sheets, fucking report about her like she's fucking used. Yeah. She's just a piece of shit kid. That's it. Right, right. She offers as much as, as we do to the wrestling business, which is no, but, nothing. But the difference is this. The difference is this. We don't think ourselves as more than the wrestlers. Right, of course not. Her yeah. family, and that's why her, her her mom and dad, they're not stupid. They know. They saw the money. You know what I mean? Like, hey, but they're, they're famous by association. We understand that at the end of the day, w- when you went to Revolution, you didn't walk in there like a fucking peacock. Like, hey, Ryan from the Lucha House. No, you right. went in there like a fucking fan to enjoy yourself. These listen, people. I Listen, I'm the face of this fucking show, and I want to be I want to be stayed away from everyone. Like <laughs> you put your hat down. Hey, hey, Lucha Outsider Show. Hey, great show. Thanks, man. That's it. Like, or, or like you know, whatever. If you come at me cool, I'll, I'll have a conversation with you. But like, course, if yeah, it's different. You're coming at me like you know, Ryan. We talk about it all the time. Like, hey, what did you think of? Uh, <laughs> I'm like, dude, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> I want nothing to do with you at all. But okay. Now a lot of people do that. Yeah, a lot of people walk around like like they think they deserve. Like they like they think they want people to come up to them and like ask for their autograph. Nah, like fuck that, them. Know? Fuck those there's, people. There's so many people, and we'll move on to our, our last topic that we're going to talk about. There's so many people that that do what we do. They're like we're yeah, we do a podcast, we do a live show on Facebook, but. We're, we're content creators, right? In this crazy world of professional wrestling. That's what we are. But there's a lot of people that do podcasts or create content in the world of wrestling that actually really think that yeah. they're bigger and that they matter in this world of wrestling. I'm like, listen, a lot of y'all are just cloud chasers that provide nothing or you just know certain people that have pushed you and made you uh, like have connected you with the right people to, to promote your brand. But what you're promoting is trash yeah. or in what you're is garbage. You're, you're promoting you know? the divisiveness. That's what you're doing. Like it's a double edged sword. Like again, a lot of these people have nothing better to do and they, they believe their own shit. But at the end of the day, we're all fans. Like the best of the people that 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 talk about something or will talk, touch on a certain topic that they've never talked about before, but they're just gonna automatically talk about it now because it's fucking hot. Listen, yeah. I have no problem supporting other other content creator, artists, other podcasts, whatever. I I do it all the time, but only the people that I like that I know that provide something that are do something good that are do something exactly. unique that are great people not just people that are cloud chasing and people that are just going to talk about something cuz something's hot all of a sudden no oh, exactly. yeah. fuck fuck those yeah. people all right lastly lastly um Cody Rhodes Bobby Lashley what's happening with Cody Rhodes he hasn't showed up on WWE um there's so much speculation on this guy but on an interesting note Tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw, it's in Jacksonville. Any chance of Cody popping up on Raw tomorrow night? Yeah, there's always a chance. Um, I've been saying that for weeks. At any moment, he could pop up. Um, but if he doesn't pop up tomorrow, 
I'm not saying he's not going back to WWE, but he's just, I'm a, I'm done worrying about it anymore. And two, he's missing. He's not going to be in there in time for WrestleMania, which kind of, it's so stupid. And I don't really know what the deal is. I, I heard Cody wants a better deal. This and that, but like, man, if like they can't come to an agreement to get Cody on this WrestleMania card, I mean, what a, what a, what a, just a, what a another, another ball dropped by WWE, man. Like just another ball dropped that you could potentially have Cody Rhodes, a founder and an EVP of yeah. the competition. He's been out of the competition now for weeks. You couldn't secure a deal with him in these few weeks to get him on this WrestleMania card. I mean, I, and I don't want to hear about a Raw after Mania because the Raw after Mania don't mean shit anymore. You Not, need, especially with the way this card looks right now, with how disastrous it looks right now, the fact that they might not be able to secure Cody Rhodes on this card, which also leaves Seth Rollins in limbo, because if, if you don't get Cody here to face Rollins, what right. in the world does Rollins do? And he deserves a big-time match. Then just, like I said, I, I just, I'm speechless. Like, I just don't even know what to say. So I'm holding out hope that he appears tomorrow night. But if not, man, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's, if Cody doesn't appear tomorrow night on Raw, that he's definitely not going to be on Mania. And right. if he doesn't appear on Monday, on Monday Night Raw following Mania, I think it's safe to say that Cody's starting another promotion with Jared. <laughs> At that point, <laughs> it would be safe to say yes. <laughs> It's safe to say that's happening because at that point, no like I, unless he's going to go back to AEW to run Ring of Honor, I, I, I just don't think there's another option here. <laughs> there isn't. There isn't. I, and 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 him leaving AEW would have been really just, just <laughs> I, I don't know. I think a lot of people expected a lot more, like him to just create like an insane amount of like buzz and intrigue and i just feel like as the time goes on and we don't see him and we don't see him and we don't see him it goes down yeah right nobody cares anymore you know it's not as hot as it was so listen it's tomorrow or it's nothing leo any thoughts i think what you guys are saying with cody uh i think that unfortunately he's he and again we're just speculating here because he could show up tomorrow and then shuts our mouth right and then, right, right. Uh, you know, even with any of these matches, we've seen matches get put together at the last minute where they end up being a lot better than the whole card that were that, that they were setting up, right? But I think with Cody, um, I think it's all speculation. I think he's not going to the WWE. I think it's all smoke and mirrors because, again, they know they know how to troll people. Smoke and mirrors. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, good one. But but you know what I mean. Like at, at the end of the day, you you remember back where this whole AEW thing first started. Everybody was speculating except for the actual thing. So again, right. Whether we like it or not, at the end of the day, all these guys are talking. Like, hey, throw throw something here, throw something there. Maybe McMahon is not involved in in the inner workings of it. You know. But sometimes it's good to not have McMahon over everything because he'll probably <laughs> fuck it up. But I think with Cody Rhodes, ultimately, I think the Ring of Honor stuff has a lot to do with it. I don't think he's going to the WWE. That's me personally thinking here. I would we'll tomorrow. And if you're listening this, if you're listening to this episode on a Monday, we'll find out later tonight. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Should be interesting. I think, I think that's it, man. I think we covered everything that I wanted to cover. Ryan's living his best life. You know, traveling Ryan. all over the world. Ryan's a traveler. 
The fuck and with Ryan. that being said, Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. I'm sorry, you guys cut out. No. Oh, Ryan. Oh, you're here. And. <laughs> what? Your plugs, plugs, plugs. Oh, my plugs, my plugs. I should I should know this by now, even if I can't hear you. Uh, yeah, at Lucha Outsiders on Twitter, of course. You know where to find us. And uh, Wrestling Radar on YouTube. It's been pretty quiet. We've kind of stopped the content on there, but I always uh, encourage everybody to subscribe anyway. I appreciate it. Were you, are you guys planning to do anything for Mania Week? Um, yeah, thinking about it. We've discussed it. Like I said, it's been a it's been a little while since we posted any vlog or anything, so I feel like we need to bring it back. So who's going with you guys to Dallas? What's the what's the the crew? Is it the Royal Ramble crew? It's them, it's uh oh my god, there's there's ten of us total. We got an Airbnb. Ten <laughs> ten people in an Airbnb and uh yeah. We we have a friend in common uh, with Mario. Well friend, we know through somewhere else. Um she's actually coming from Colombia. To go to WrestleMania, oh. Ryan knows her, man. Um, Ryan oh, knows oh, her. Oh, yeah, the blonde girl. Yeah, yeah, there you go, the Spanish girl. Uh, Vicky. Oh, Vicky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I know Vicky. How can I forget about Vicky? Uh, there's the hookup. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky, Vicky, Vicky. All right. By the way, we're doing. Le- a- we're doing a barbecue on uh, Saturday the 9th when you guys all come back. So there you go, <laughs> brother Leo. What's your- <laughs> <laughs> ah, losradio.com. You guys can follow us everywhere. We should talk about the, the Royal Rambo because, um, again, we're, we're doing content. Uh, but anyway, if you know somebody that's doing some content and is willing to listen, Cause that's the problem. A lot of these people come in and they want to tell me what to do. Mother Flower, I've been doing this for a while. Hey, I appreciate your input, but if you want to do it your way, go ahead and do it your way. Losradio.com. That's it. That's all it is. All right. Um, some quick um, some some quick uh, news for next week. So next week, next Saturday, I'm actually going to Philadelphia for the Impact tapings. I'm gonna check that out. Uh, they're doing uh, some Impact tapings in Philadelphia Friday and Saturday. I'm just going to the Saturday ones. So maybe I'll have some interesting news and tidbits coming out of there on Sunday. You can follow me at Rated R since 87, but follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. This is audio, not a Facebook Live. But if you miss anything happening on today's episode, make sure to download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show. I too sound like I want to be fancy Apple Podcast soon in La Mesclap, Lotioradio.com, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. And that it is it. How long was the show, Leo? Okay, Facebook. What? How long was the show? Two hours and 18 minutes of recording. Maybe. That, that, can't, be, that can't be the whole thing, though. But I mean, uh, sometimes I forget, you know, like an old man when I put the record button, so. Well, make sure you don't leave out. Make sure you cut out the stuff that was unnecessary in the beginning. Oh, we, we got to cut that out? Yeah, you got to cut that out. Don't be sloppy, Jones. No, no, come on. Our, our We're going to run a sloppy shop here. Yeah, we're not running a slop shop here. This is good I mean, shit, kid. I mean, we don't. I tend not to run a slop shop here, but there's a there's a lot of times that Leo does forget things and leave stuff on the show that he shouldn't be on. My editing is on point, bro. There's been times where you forgot. Yeah, yeah, I put up the wrong one. It's okay. Shit happens. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Oh.
God. But remember, oh. bro, remember, Rian, eh, nobody takes away what you've danced, bro. So just keep dancing. Exactly, man. Dance my way all the way to uh, wherever I'm going. Hopefully it's just up there. Make, just make sure when you're dancing, you're not dancing before you're making a run into safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Oh, I got it. I got it. Hi. I got it. No, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. Over like rope. But he had to, though. He had to throw in the little pump. He had to get his shit in. He had to give the people what we wanted. Yeah. Let's go. No man for our double Ryan radar. I'm your truly Mr. Rated R. Till next time, keep it rated R and peace.